T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sports Radio, WEEI, Christian Arcan, Megan Ottolini. It's Arcan and Mego here, final hour. Um, wanted to reset on the uh, good news of the day coming from Buffalo, or really coming from Cincinnati, but the uh, Buffalo Bills earlier today had the first tweet that uh, really, I think, changed a lot of moods and maybe uh, turned this entire story around, and that is that uh, DeMar has shown remarkable improvement over the last 24 hours. While critically ill, he's demonstrated he appears to be neurologically intact. And his lungs continue to heal. He's making steady progress. Um, it was later reported that he opened his eyes, that he is awake, that he was squeezing the hands of his, I think, his mother or his family members. And then uh, there was the report that while still on the breathing tube, he's unable to speak, but he was awake and he was given a dry erase board and he wrote on the dry erase board, did we win? That was his first question um, upon waking up, which is, uh, you know, just a... <laughs> type of thing that even if you're a cold-hearted, you know, cynical person like me, it's hard to it's hard to not feel a certain type of way about uh, about hearing all that and just hearing that this guy who we all watched uh, go down in that in that Monday night game is uh, is awake and is able to um, uh, retain his neurological functions, which I think we all were sort of you know worried about with the nine minutes of CPR. But uh, really, tremendously good news here. Uh, from uh, DeMar Hamlin and from Cincinnati. We heard from the doctors today. Um, Sean McDermott speaking right now. We'll hear from him in just a little bit. But, uh, yeah, all in all, about as good of uh, news as you can get. It's amazing. It's incredible. The fact that he was reportedly writing on a dry erase board, but even before that, the report, the biggest part of the report is the, the brain function, that the brain function is in such a good place because that was the fear mm. that nobody wanted to vocalize, right? You're on in CPR for nine minutes. They had to administer the defibrillator. Apparently, they had to go through that process twice on the field. Then when they got to the hospital, they had to resuscitate him again. I think that actually got... I think someone came out and said it was only one time. Okay, there was, it was like only a one time. Yeah, just uh, not okay. to jump on you there, but no, like, no, I no, do no, think that that was, uh, that was corrected. Yeah, But that's... We we didn't want to say that, right? right? But that's what you're thinking. When he wakes up, what what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And he, first of all, will he wake up? He woke up. 
that's kind of the first news we got. And then to get all of these incredible indications just a couple days after this event happened and to hear that the first thing that he asked was where he just was about the game. I think that's all incredibly encouraging. I'm not a medical professional, but if you talk to any medical professionals, I think they would say that as well. I'm sure there's a long road to recovery from here, but they're even talking about discharging him to go home. Yeah, the doctor said that their next steps are to get him breathing on his own, and then the next step after that is to send him home. And just the idea of him getting sent home is just, uh, you know, it's something that a lot of us were wondering if that was going to even happen. And uh, it's it's just such a relief, you know, just for everybody who's watching that game, whether you're a Bills fan or not, an NFL fan or not. Uh, it's just one of those things that everybody gets to take sort of a deep breath here and say, okay, the worst didn't happen. The worst was avoided. And I'm sure it's going to be a long, tough road for him there, but for his family and his teammates and everything else, I mean, just a, uh, a, a tremendous sigh of relief. And that being said, I mean, I think there's almost no doubt they play this game now. I think there's Sundays. no doubt about that they play so, this yeah, game So, yeah, because they, there's been multiple reports that just Bengals-Bills is not happening. Right. It is, that game will never resume. Okay. Just cut it from the schedule. So now you look forward to the Bills-Patriots game on Sunday. Patriots were back at practice yesterday. Didn't have any avail- availability with the media. Today it was more like business as usual from all accounts. So I think, yeah, I would... Bet the house on that game happening Sunday. I would think so. I would think it would be very hard to ask them to play with he was still unkind if he was still in the coma and he hadn't woken up and he hadn't written all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like if he was still if he was still not really with us, if he was in a coma, then you don't if he was sedated. Right. That's hard to go out and play knowing that and knowing that you're still not sure what's gonna happen with him. If he's awake, if he wants to know if they won the game like I would imagine the Buffalo Bills, and I heard there was a report that uh, Hamlin's father got on a Zoom call with the team, and when he said that you know he's awake and everything, the team just went crazy. Like they were hooting and hollering. It was a whole big thing. And, uh, you know, you sort of think about that, and you think about the just the lift that that would give a, a team that was, you know, going through so much uncertainty over the week. And, you know, are we going to play these games? Are we even get, Do we even care about these games? Does any of this even matter right now? How can it matter when this is going on with our teammate? And now they have this tremendous inspiration, I think, to, to not just finish the year, but, you know, go out there and win one for uh, DeMar. You know, like that's, that's going to be the rallying cry. They're going to be playing this game in Buffalo on Sunday. The atmosphere there is going to be unbelievable, I'd imagine. I mean, I can't, I can't even fathom how intense it's going to be in that place. And the Buffalo Bills, I mean, listen, they're, <laughs> they've had, they've had uh, you know, a tough couple of decades here in terms of, you know, the team and moments like this. There hasn't been a lot of them. They're a good team right now. They're fighting for the top of the AFC, and I think that this is uh, this game's going to happen, number one, and I think the Patriots are in real trouble. I'll yeah, say that okay. Too. So can we talk about the football side yeah. of it now? Because this is all incredibly great news, and I hope that we keep getting more great progress updates from the hospital out in Cincinnati. But as a Patriots fan, <laughs> walking in to that stadium, oh, my God, this team is going to be juiced up. The Bills, like those fans get up, the, that fan base gets up for every Bills game, no matter what their record is. I, know. I mean, they're they're probably they might be second to the Raiders, the craziest, or at least the Raiders when they were in Oakland. One of the craziest, we'll say, one of the craziest fan bases in the league, and they're wild in Buffalo. This, I, I mean, for the week that they've had, it's not even just the week because 
this team has had their sights set on the Super Bowl since the end of their playoff run last year. Yep. Like it's Super Bowl or bust completely. And they're primed for it. But I said this the other day. You look at what has happened from the beginning of this team season to now. And they started off with a mass shooting in Buffalo. I know. At a grocery store, at a supermarket. Not to get dark. But then you go into more football issues where Josh Allen has that wonky elbow injury. And then you go into, you know, they have these torrential blizzards that come through the stadium. And they're stranded and playing a game in Detroit that's (laughs) supposed to be a home game. I mean, they've just had a lot. And, of course, this trumps all of that. But they've gone through a lot. And so to get to this point, I'm sorry. I think it's just going to be like the cherry on the Sunday beating some Patriots ass there in I know. Buffalo. I know. I feel like the Patriots are going to be like made an example of. <laughs> just yeah, kind, right? of get the, kind of get that feeling. And, you know, you mentioned the Buffalo shooting. There's times where things like that, just that on its own, can galvanize a team. And the 2013 uh, Red Sox are a great example. I mean, that was an awful thing that happened there in the beginning of the year. They go on and they uh, win the World Series that year. So, you know, things can things can happen it's and a have a positive. force. But this is so personal. Yeah. This is such, I mean, not to take away from you know the marathon survivors or the supermarket and any of these traumatic events this was your teammate in your game like it doesn't get more personal than that for these guys in their locker room yeah and these were all i mean all these players almost every single player on the roster formed a wall around him while the paramedics all performed so we didn't actually see what was going on there but all of them did they all watched that they all saw that they're all traumatized by it i'm sure and I doubt, I mean, maybe some of them would have, but I just, I have a hard time thinking that if he was still laid up like that, that they would want to go and play this game. But the fact that he's awake, the fact that he's asking about how they did in the game, I mean, you know, that's like a movie script, isn't it? That's like, that's like something you see in a movie comes out. Did we win? Like, you know, like yeah. that's like Rudy or something. Or like, like remember you, the Titans. Yeah, you know, that's like, like that. real life. I mean, this is a real okay. life thing that happened, but man, it's just. Uh, can we talk about the fact that. Even if slash when the Patriots lose Sunday, <laughs> now Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk is saying there's a there's a chance that they still make the playoffs. Not even just with the Jets Jag situation, which mm-hmm. there's a, like an 11 percent chance of. Okay, those teams both win out. Then the Patriots, even if they lose Sunday, then they can still advance to the playoffs. Aside from all of that, the latest from the league is that they're sitting around trying to figure out how they're going to go forward with the Bills-Bengals game uh, canceled and what they're going to do with the bye week and with the seeding going into the playoffs. And one of the things that they're talking about is adding an eighth seed to the playoffs. Don't do it. So not only do you have the seventh seed, which you already added and just gave us the most crap-ass wildcard weekend ever last year where everybody got stomped, but now you're talking about adding an eighth with these teams that it just it is so watered down. And to me, like... It just an inc- could be an incredible just backdoor cash grab for the league. Sure. If this is the way that they introduce this and then next year, hey, wasn't it fun having even more games? <laughs> even more games. Aren't more games always good? Even if they're terrible football games? The argument always is when baseball, when they expanded the wild card, was, well, there's only a couple of markets that even get to give a crap once you get to July. You know, like there's so many teams that are eliminated and the races are so thin and small. And so this way, there will be more teams and more markets interested in the uh, in the end of the season. The NFL doesn't have that problem. 
Everybody the, watches no matter what. Yeah. I mean, they really do. And when the playoffs start, everybody watches the playoffs. Everybody watches the Super Bowl. Maybe it goes, you know, it dips a little bit on Wild Card Weekend, but I don't really even think that that's true either. I think this is not something they need to worry about. Uh, there's been several theories floated out. You just mentioned Florio's, which is uh, the uh, eight team would be added to eliminate the bye week for the number one seed. Um, Adam Schefter says that the NFL would be looking to a neutral site AFC championship game or the one seed choosing between getting uh, having a bye or home field and the two seed gets what's ever not picked. So either you get the bye week or you get home field um, and then the other team, the two seed, can uh, get the leftovers. Then there's Burt Breer who uh, about an hour ago tweeted the idea that the NFL is discussing with teams and has real traction, and I think uh, uh, Curran mentioned this (laughs) as well, seeding by win percentage with the AFC title game at a neutral site. If seeding between the two teams was affected by the Bills and Bengals cancellation, Indy is floated as a potential site to uh, teams, but the NFL hasn't talked to the Colts yet. I don't know why the Colts would be the place, but whatever. They do everything in Indy. They sure do. Home of the Combine and everything. But wait, you said that 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 is gaining traction with the players? Uh, According to Breer, yeah. Okay, because all of I don't know this, if it's with players, just as as real traction. Well, because whatever they do has to be has to be approved by the NFLPA. Right. It has to be in agreement. So if that's one, I don't know. Like gaining traction, it feels like when we were talking about the Xander Bogarts deal. So there's momentum towards. We'll see what happens with it. I really hate the idea of the eighth seed. I don't and like it usually I'm more about like yeah, more games, more fun, prolong this as long as possible. But it's just going to be so bad. Like, is it really worth it to see it? Do you want to see that? Do we for need your to see Patriots? Kenny Pickett in the playoffs? Like, I no. Mean, Kenny really? Pickett, Patrick Mahomes, the yeah, showdown of the it's century. Not, obviously, no. it's not just the AFC, it's the NFC, too. They're trying to equal, they would try to make the whole playing field equal. But God, those games would be so bad. Yeah. So Did you bad. like Patriots Bills last year? Like, forget if you just you're just you're not a fan of either team. You're sitting down and going, okay, playoffs begin. These are the best of the best, and you sit through that game. I I think I speak for a lot of people in saying we don't need we don't need it. We don't want it. Was we Patri- don't want more bad football. Was Patriots Bills too competitive for you? Because if so, <laughs> people, <laughs> we're gonna add an eight. People team. <laughs> will come at us and be like, uh, any given Sunday. Some. Everybody's a professional team out here. I know Tom Curran wants us to ride the wave of like positivity and say, Yeah, you know, anything can happen. Let's just enjoy the wave while we're out, uh, riding it. If there is an eighth season said than done. and we watch those games, I want those people to call in. And tell me what they thought of the any given Sunday reference that they made, <laughs> Six because one, it doesn't doesn't always hold true. It certainly uh, does not. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is your phone number. We see your phone calls light up. We'll get to your calls right after trending. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is their 
to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. It's Arkan and Mego here. Sports Radio WEEI. Boston Sports Original. Got about mm, 40 more minutes, and we'll pass things off to Rich Keefe. Freaking meat locker in here. Why, why is Somebody it so cold in here Keefe right now? Somebody to bring a jacket. What, what happened? It I wasn't don't know. Like it just happened 20 minutes ago. All of a sudden, it's like 50 degrees in here. I think you can we have, see my breath. Yeah, we have one stir, uh, thermostat for seven rooms, I think. Oh, that's good. S- did somebody walk in and was like... <laughs> Who walked back there? Did Gresh come back? And he's like, oh, so warm in here. I don't know, but I know Keith has basically worn the same outfit every single day for five years. So, no, he's not going to be bringing a jacket. Probably not. Um, anyways, we've heard from the Buffalo Bills now. We heard from uh, head coach uh, McDermott. We heard from Josh Allen. I just saw T. Higgins being interviewed in Cincinnati, and I'll tell you what, he still looks like he's not quite over what happened there and all the sort of things that followed. Um, but uh, he was I talking as they, well. They said he, like, oh, T. Higgins is in good spirits, and then somebody snapped a photo of him, and he, like, looks like some, you know, somebody just, like, hit his dog or something. He didn't look like he was in great spirits, but I'm sure that, you know, hearing that this guy that he had this collision with who's now awake and writing, you know, stuff on a, on a dry erase board has got to make him feel better than he felt yesterday. I'd imagine yeah. that uh, for sure. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. Let's go back to the phones, talk to Tom, who is somewhere in the great state of Massachusetts. Go ahead, Tom. Thomas. Tom. Tom. Hello. Yeah, hi, Tom. Hi. hi. Hello. Tom, can you turn your radio down, please? Yeah. Oh, Tom. Tom. Yeah. Tom. 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 Am I on the radio right now? Yes, you you are are right now. What's up? What's on your mind, Tom? Hey, Hey, Mego, you're great. Thank you. You're my second favorite. I like Fitzy best, but you're my second favorite. I like the idea of my uh, mirage over here. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you too. I like the idea of uh, doing the eight. Team playoff for this year because uh-huh. the Patriots kind of got messed up this this year because if the Bills would have lost, 
we they might not have played everybody. So I'm for the eight game playoff this year. That's all I have to say. Love you guys. Bye. All right, thanks, thanks, Tom. Tom. I'm sorry right. you love you me that I'm, much, Tom. Tom just. Tom. Be honest. You like the idea of the eight games, the eight teams in the playoffs because the Patriots get in and you get to watch your team another week. Right. And by the way, I don't way, know why you'd want to watch what they're going to face. <laughs> what he was just sort of describing to, well, the Patriots really got screwed because of Buffalo had won. And then <laughs> yeah, they would have rested all their starters. Monday, like, night, Monday night, it was really the Patriots. First of all, who, yeah. Who got a bad break. Not at all. And second of all, so what? That's the only way into the playoffs is if Buffalo rests all their starters? <laughs> I'm not convinced they win that game either. You remember in the, uh, in the uh, preseason against uh, the Raiders? Raiders, the Raiders' third stringers kicked the crap out of the starters. I know that was the preseason, pre-season. but I feel like the Patriots' offense hasn't evolved all that much since then. That's so. true. No, but it's it's a good point. That, like, they, well, yeah, they would have sat everybody on Sunday, and now we have to see the starters on Sunday, maybe. Like, this is a lot of excuse-making for a team that I don't think should be in the playoffs at all. And I don't. here's the, the other side with the eighth team getting into the playoffs is that these teams, the good teams, sorry, not you, Right. the good teams, the Chiefs, the Bills in the AFC, the Eagles in the NFC, like the really elite teams have been working for this by all year. Like they've been doing it all year, week in, week out. They earned it. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge advantage. If you look back over the, the, the records in the playoffs, you know it well enough as a Patriots fan because you got it for so many years. It is a huge advantage to be able to sit and watch that week and relax and not sustain any injuries. And now, like, you're going to take that away? I understand leveling the field and everything, but that's a big deal. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a big, if that's what they end up deciding to do, uh, messing with the bye weeks, getting rid of the bye weeks, saying, okay, the number one seed, you can choose either to get the bye week or the uh, home field advantage, one or the other. The other team gets the other. Um, there's got to be a way to sort of settle this because – it does seem as though, and I don't know if it's been... Has the NFL come out and actually said that Bill's Bengals is over and it's not going to get redone, or is that just reports I've, coming I've out? I've just seen five different reports from people that I trust. I trust the people reporting it, too. I'm just surprised the NFL hasn't your come Florios, out. Your Florios, your Schefters, I mean... Right. The, it, well, why hasn't the league announced it? I don't know. What because, are they waiting for? I don't, maybe in their mind, yeah, I've had him Schefter saying it, and this has to be true. If Mike Florio's saying it, it's definitely true. Sure, but the league still has to come out on their official NFL letterhead and say, we're canceling the game, or we're, you know, the game's right. not going to be finished just, or something. I, there's like, a lot of moving parts there. And again, whatever they do, you know, your owners, your teams, your players' association, everybody has to be on board for this. So, yeah, it's it's like, oh, I don't know, trying to suspend a game halfway through it. It's not as easy or as fast or as streamlined as you might believe it to be. Uh, yeah, good point. Um, let's go to uh, the Buffalo Bills, and let's hear from them a little bit. Sean McDermott um, certainly was praised uh, up and down by Zach Taylor the other day when discussing what uh, what the move was going to be on the field. Um, there was a lot of inner team discussions, I think, with the players and the coaches and sort of everybody else. It was, you know, kind of putting your differences aside and, and deciding what are we going to do here. Um, here's Sean McDermott uh, discussing um, Zach Taylor and uh, what happened with him. Just very appreciative of Zach and I'll start there I mean Zach the NFL is such a competitive league and 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 games are so competitive you spend all week right preparing to to beat each other and as fast and Josh can attest to this as that was unfolding in those situations it's as Josh alluded to you never you you prepare for things to go wrong in the game as you visualize the game unfolding just so you're ready but they're not 
of that nature, right? They're on the field, their schematic challenges and whatnot. And, um, and so as competitive as this league is, um, Zach quickly uh, recognized the situation. And, and when you can engage with the opposing coach and he and, you, and, and Zach and I were on the same page so, so quickly there, um, it was amazing that how, how compassionate Zach was and his players um, you know, his, I'm jumping ahead here, Vic, but the, their captains came down to our locker room and met with our team and, and captains and, um, just, just an amazing, um, show of, of compassion, empathy, love. Um, and it's, it's just so amazing because minutes before that, you know, they were, we were going at each other and, um, and so my hat goes off to Zach and, and the Bengals, as I've said before. It's got to be a tough thing, you know, on a dime to go from we're going to tear these guys' heads off to, oh, my God, we've got we've to save this guy's life. We've got to figure out what to do next here. Like, that's just, I mean, on, the, on a dime like that to have to stop and sort of deal with your team and deal with the other team, deal with all the other stuff going on while this whole thing's had this horrific things happening right in front of you it just must have been a nightmare well particularly because these aren't teams that are familiar with themselves right. with each other you know they're not divisional opponents or anything like that so it's kind of like I, I think that there probably was for the majority of the players in the coaches at least some level of or some kind of distance between them compared to if this had been bills patriots or or just a divisional opponent like that who you see all the time yeah you know um, but, yeah I mean, credit the Bengals, you know, for being a class act. I think that's a classy organization. Yeah, I'd say so. They didn't used to be. No, <laughs> that's for sure. No, they, they had, didn't. Talk Bengals about had a lot of problems. Fan bases and such. Yeah, and some questionable uh, characters on the team as well. But that's you know, I mean, it's a new day there in Cincinnati for sure. Um, Sean McDermott also uh, gave a little insight into what happened behind the scenes when the game got suspended. Um, so it, it unfolded so quickly, um, and things have happened so quickly since that point in time. Um, with balancing everything that we're we're balancing, um, I really haven't thought back clearly about the step, you know, in the steps in order. But I do, you know, when Zach said that, I do recall it. I'd forgotten that, but it brought it back to my mind that after Demar got loaded into the ambulance, um, I remember thinking to myself, "We're going to need some time." Um, we being the Bills, at least, and we're so conditioned to. A player is taken off the field who is injured um, to right to going right back into you know that mode and um, and so um, I said to Sean Smith I said hey we're gonna need some some time here and again he was he was tremendous I went back to Sean and uh, and said I don't feel I don't feel good about this and the way things uh, unfolded from from there was really we were in the front of our locker room not quite out uh, in the hallway at that point, but uh, having conversations amongst ourselves. Um, I think I went in and addressed the team and just felt like overall it was going to be really hard to put them back out there, but I wanted to give them the option to go back out there if they wanted to. And led by Josh and, the, and a couple of the other captains, they decided not to go back out there. And, and so going then from our locker room out, our doors to the hallway where Sean and the, the rest of the official officiating crew, uh, as well as Donna Ponte from the league, they were there, you know, making sure that they were there for us. And, and then, and then Zach also walked down outside of our locker room 
the follow-up conversation that needed to happen uh, ensued right there outside of our locker room. Okay. Um, That's a little bit of insight that I don't think we knew about uh, the team sort of meeting and deciding if they were going to go back out. Uh, McDermott said he gave him the option. He said, if you guys want to go back out and play, you can go back out and play. And the captains got together and said, no, we're we're not going to do it. Does that... Does that make you feel any sort of different type of way about the whole five-minute thing or about you know the league maybe pressuring them to come back out? I don't think that there was pressure from the league per se, but it was definitely an option that was on the table. They were prepared to continue playing. So I mean, I've, I've talked at length about the whole five-minute warm-up and people's outrage about that. I, what I take away from this is, so McDermott is just, I thought it sounds like, you know, it's his own account, but I believe it is that he was doing an excellent job processing this in real time. Mm. In, you know, going about things the way that they go about many of these traumatic injuries on the field. And then once he's getting loaded into the stretcher, him kind of going, holy crap, at everything that's happening in the the level of it. And saying, being able to just vocalize that and say, we're, we're going to need some time. Like, we need to be together as a team and figure this out. And then not saying, you know, I'm making the call here. This is what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Uh, talking to the team and saying how are you guys feeling with this and you know just making it a collaborative process it sounds like if anything I I thought during that and this is maybe unfair but I think it's it's context is do you remember after the wind game uh the the like monsoon game between the Bills and the Patriots last season I I know I was giving McDermott crap about how deferential he was being to Belichick. Kind of like it seemed like he was still, like the Bills were still the little brother franchise to the Patriots and that McDermott was being so deferential after having his ass kicked in terms of just strategy when they were the more talent, when the Bills were the more talented team. It (laughs) was crazy. And I remember just being like, man, that's so clownish. And I just feel like, not just in this instance, but him overall, but definitely hearing him there. It's such a total 180 listening to the way that he's handled it and listening to um, Josh Allen and some of the other players talk about the way that he was able to lead in this emergency situation. Yeah, and that's the sort of thing that can raise a coach's profile. You know, not that this is what he did it for, but like I think that you he know, just he, handled it well. Right. And that people will remember this. You know, people will remember how the coach handled this whole thing, and not just the players and the team, but everybody will sort of, you know, look to this as a time when, you know, maybe somewhere down the road, if he's looking for a job somewhere or whatever, this is the type of thing. This is the type of thing that can build like a legacy, you know? Like uh how you react when Things are really when you're really under pressure and things are really going badly. And uh, I think he passed most most of those tests about as well as you could. It's thoughtful and collaborative leadership is yeah. what he did. And I'm not sure that's a, something that you get every day in the NFL. Like there's a ton of great. We always talk about leaders of men mm-hmm. and who can fulfill that side of the job. And this was it completely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Josh Allen, quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, he spoke today as well. Um, let's go with uh, Allen discussing Coach McDermott. He gets a little emotional here. Yeah. Um, the way he handled it was he, he was a perfect man in that situation to handle that, that type of situation. I, I can't say enough about what he did, what he said to us in the locker room. Um, obviously just a, a, a dire circumstance that Nobody's expecting, nobody's ready for. There's nothing that you can train about doing. Like, you can never put yourself in that situation until it happens. Um, and I want to thank our 
you know, Coach mentioned it earlier, but our training staff for going out there, not knowing what's going on, but going through a checklist, working as a, a single cell symbiote, like saving his life, you know, and is being on that field. <clears throat> you, know, you 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 lose sleep. You hurt for your brother. Um, a lot of shared grief, but to the question before, getting updates and positive updates eases so much of that, that pain and that tension that you feel. But Coach handled it as, as perfect as anybody could. There you go. More praise of uh, Sean McDermott there from Josh Allen, quarterback. And I think that, you know, this this sort of thing, this sort of thing just makes me further believe that not only is this game getting played on Sunday, <laughs> but the yeah. Patriots might lose 150 to nothing. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, this might be and what a historic ass kicking. I don't know. Here. This might be. Uh, look, I know you're Patriots fans. I get it. It is. It's kind of awkward, right? Oh, it's very awkward. Definitely. <laughs> I completely agree with you. Uh, of course, the Patriots want to go out. Every guy in the Patriots locker room, unless they're just maybe Trent Brown. <laughs> maybe he doesn't feel this way. Yeah. Every guy wants no to go out and him, win yeah. on Sunday. But maybe <laughs> Trent Brown's like, nah, I've got plans. <laughs> but everybody else, like, they want to go in and win. You know, even given the situation, everybody right. wants to win. Everybody wants a good game plan, all the coaches and everything. But it is a bit awkward if you're... You know, are you Matthew Slater <laughs> trying to, like, get the team up? Like, nobody believes in us. Like, oh, the Devin nobody wants us to win. We go out there, and we do this for our families, and you got to be honored, and you got to be honored, and you got to be honored. It's like, Devin, this really isn't the time, man. Can Read the room, Devin. And get this <laughs> over with, please? You know, I don't know. It's just, and, and if they do, you know, pull a rabbit out of the hat and they win on Sunday, is it just... That's not a good atmosphere in that stadium at all. Yeah, I mean that's that's another. The part whole of it, country. Sure. It's not just Buffalo. The whole country is rooting against you. Even more than usual. <laughs> yeah, even, even more, more than, than usual. Even more than <laughs> the Tom Brady years. They are rooting against you hardcore. It's going to be very emotional. I mean, we we've seen not to this degree of what happened to Demar Hamlin, but you know, tragedy can be attached to these live sporting events, and they always like to you know play the sad music and make the video packages, and they'll probably play a lot of the audio that we just played of Sean McDermott and Josh. Allen getting emotional and the whole country is going to be sitting there thinking oh wow this is really sad and then us Patriots fans are going to be like yeah um go team hopefully this all goes really well and yeah. everybody has a great day tough to build up like that anger for the other team that you need to do like no. in a locker room like all right we really we're like, gonna we have, go after we have this to guy. sit there and be like emotional and sad over what's going on because that that's the true feeling but then also like oh hey if they win if the Patriots win they're in the playoffs I feel it feels like it's I'm just very conflicted. Yeah. If they just, win or if they lose and then they add an eighth playoff team, then they're in the playoffs. Oh, <laughs> I feel like you just have to treat it like like a job. It's a professional operation. You know, like, hey, we gotta be here, guys. Let's compete the best we can. Yeah. Um, I'm with you there. Uh let's go to David in the car real quick before we uh take our last break. Go ahead, David. Hey, good evening, guys. So yeah, so this is I'm worried for the Patriots on Sunday because with this kind of situation, usually what happens is the team really rallies up. It's, it's you know, they're yep. doing for their brother, for their for their teammate. And, and I actually feel the, the Patriots are probably kind of hoping that the game would have been postponed or something so they could prep for this. I, I believe they're going to get killed. I don't think they they can match what the, what the Bills are going to be doing on Sunday. I mean, I, I could be wrong here, but I don't see it. I don't see the, the Bills choking up in any way. If anything, I just see a 
like you mentioned, <laughs> a hell of a score. A yeah. hell of a score. Thanks for the call, David. It. Appreciate it. That just made me wonder. Did they win one for the Gipper? <laughs> like, did they actually win that game? I don't know. I know he said win one for the Gipper, but did they actually win? I have no idea. It was Army Notre Dame, I think, back in the twenties. Uh, and uh, I don't know if they, they actually won the game or have. not. Otherwise, why would they make that reference? Win one for the Gipper, and they lost. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm pretty sure they won for the Gipper. I don't know that for sure, though. I don't know that they won for the Gipper. Uh, anyway, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is the phone number. We'll come if and wrap. If you things. remember the Gipper game, call in. Yes. That is our uh, that is our demo. Uh, call, call in for sure, and uh, we'll be right back. Wrap things up. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, a couple minutes left here. Sports Radio, WEEI, Christian Arcan, Megan Adelini. It's Arcan and Mego here. Um, before we get to uh, right before the end of the show, uh, we've been talking about Rafael Devers. And the, I thought, very, um, <laughs> very... I guess propaganda-y type of uh, column that Pete Abe wrote. Uh, you had much more of a problem with it than I did. The problem I had the most I of did? was... I think you you. I ha- think I just took the uh, the reins on you did. that one. That's true. Uh, you took the reins on that one. But um, the idea now that uh, the Red Sox are not going to sit on the sideline anymore while all these players get signed to big money. Now they're getting involved. It's like, well, all the players you wanted already got signed other places. Dansby Swanson's <laughs> gone. Jose Abreu, gone. Mitch Hanniger, gone. Xander Bogart's gone. Like, it's good that you're in the game. Justin but, Turner, though. No, uh, you got Turner. Got him! Although, where's Turner going to play now? I thought Turner was Devers insurance, right? Wasn't he supposed to be third base Devers insurance? Is there such a thing as too much insurance? And third base, I guess not. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, did you have one more thought on Devers? No, it's just, I I mean, I'll reiterate what I said before uh, and what I said yesterday. Like, I'm not going to slap the waiter for bringing me what I ordered. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was great that they were proactive. I just think that the, the like, people falling over themselves to congratulate Hein Bloom on being competent right. and being proactive in signing this player just weeks, weeks after Xander signed with the Padres – it's just like it's so over the top. It it makes me sad. It makes me sad for the people who reacted with like this is the most incredible thing. We're <laughs> back, baby. Yeah. I mean that like the beginning of Pete Abe's column is welcome back to the big leagues, Boston. Like that is so it's so over the top. And what drove me nuts was we're he, back, baby. Yeah, the following when he says uh, he says that this you know the terms and that they agreed to didn't reverse the series of embarrassments the Red Sox have suffered in recent years when dealing with star players. It's not recent years. We're talking about something that happened weeks ago and yeah. I think that ties into this. 
that they made this they made this deal and they were actually proactive in making this deal with Devers because of the way that things with Xander played out and that they they had no choice that they were like we're gonna get raked over the coals like who's gonna come to the park past you know opening day in Yankees games it's just I know I'm being a little hyperbolic here but I really think that the way that they mishandled Xander so poorly and that letting him walk into free agency and lowballing him at the beginning of the season and mm-hmm. this is and just being convinced that they were going to resign him really, and telling everybody that before he left that like, there was, that was there awful. was just this was what they had to do they did this cuz they had to they didn't do this because it indicates a new strategy that they're that they're taking like I, I just don't buy that. I don't know why you would. There's no indication of anything from the last two years that that this is gonna now the that it's gonna swing the other way so much. Yeah, it was. I mean, again, it's hard to say this because it was so much money, but kind of the bare minimum when you're a big market team. All right, you made you put out one big contract. You want to compete? You know, maybe uh, maybe cough up a few more. All right, with that in mind, let's get to. It is the almost end of the show because it is not the end of the show. And for anybody that uh, knows me and listens regularly knows that I am uh, quite a fanatic when it comes to all things professional fighting. It's been a tough week considering uh, Dana White and the nonsense he is putting fight fans through with slapping his wife and nobody seems to care about it because, hey, we're going to have the power slap league, but we're only going to push it back one week. And then on top of that, uh, a big announcement came out today from a noted Dana White critic and uh, a YouTuber, I guess, who has taken the boxing world by storm. Jake Paul has signed with the PFL, and this is the video Jake Paul released to go along with the uh, news of the signing. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You read the title correctly. I've officially signed as an MMA fighter to the fastest growing sports league in the world. The P. F-L, baby. Ah! The Professional Fighters League, baby. And not only am I an MMA fighter now officially signed to an organization, but I am also a co-founder of the new PFL pay-per-view super fight division. The big bosses got around the table. Chairman Don Davis, CEO Peter Murray, Nikisa Badarian needs no explanation, and myself. We came together to launch the PFL pay-per-view super fight division. Now, let me explain. I will be the head of fighter advocacy. And That's not as a thing. the head of fighter advocacy, I'm going to use my platform to market PFL fighters and introduce them to my fans worldwide. I personally will be deeply involved in making sure that the PFL is the best place in the world for fighters. As you guys know, I've been trying to increase fighter pay for all fighters worldwide. And with the launch of this new PFL Super Fight Division, our fighters will be receiving 50% of the revenue. Don't you have to make revenue in it order would help, to pay them? You know, and, and look... Jake Paul has been a very vocal advocate that fighters make more money. Um, a lot of people believe, I'm not one of them, but a lot of people believe that a lot of these fighters are wildly underpaid and it's all the UFC's fault. I'm afraid of what Jake Paul could end up doing to the PFL, which is a very interesting organization. It actually runs more like your traditional big four sports. Where it he has, called it the fastest growing sports league in the world? I mean, it's 
I watch it, but again, I'm going to watch anything. It's cool right. in the sense that you've got a regular season, you've got playoffs, and you've got a championship. They do like a $1 million tournament. But I, the idea that Jake Paul is going to get 50% of, of revenue for these fighters, the fact is there's a lot of fighters out there that probably don't deserve 50% of the revenue. Uh, Chris Mannix wrote an article about two years ago that said that Jake Paul was the best thing that happened to boxing, and I agreed with him. It, it got a lot of attention back on boxing. I think this could end up being a good thing for professional fighting as a whole, but I, I have a lot of uh, big, big concerns if you're letting Jake Paul take all this power in, in what could be a, a very good growing league in the PFL. I'm uh, a little concerned. Yeah, I would say I don't trust any organization that has the YouTube clown as their big spokesperson. I, mean, I hate really? I hate Jake Paul. And I don't the Paul even brothers. I don't even know that much about him. I just know he's a clown. I just all I know is that they you pay to see them get their ass kicked and they never get their ass kicked. Well, he can box. Jake Paul can box. Right, but he can box against Nate Robinson like and a bunch of retired him. MMA guys who were like sixty five. What's his first fight going to be with Conor McGregor's father? He wants <laughs> to fight Nate fight. Diaz. I'm very skeptical that it's going to happen, but I could go on about this. Fight Nate Diaz is a second grade teacher, maybe because. Is, uh, we have, in fact, reached the end of the show. Okay. And Rich Keefe will be on from 6 to 10 following Arkan and Mega. All right. Stay tuned. Rich Keefe coming your way next. For Megan Adelini, Christian Arkan here. We're back tomorrow at 2, and we'll talk to you then. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.